Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. For our longtime listeners, you know that this is a show where we break down stereotypes about Orthodox Jews, find people doing out-of-the-box things, or people who are involved in different types of chesed, as Jew in the City's mission is to break down stereotypes about the Orthodox community. We often speak to older people, uh, or I guess I should not say older, but just adult people, um, because most of the people that have done out-of-the-box things as Orthodox Jews are generally adults. But every so often we get to speak to some people in the community from the younger set. Um, on the show, we interviewed before Esty Ackerman, who is a ping-pong phenom um, and ranked uh, one of the top in her age group in, uh, in the entire country in the ping-pong division. We also spoke to Josh Meyer, who is a kid genius and won all sorts of science awards. And we've got someone else uh, exciting to bring you here today. His name is Eitan Bernath, and he, I believe, is the first Orthodox Jewish kid to appear on Chopped. So, Eitan, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, usually I start off, you know, the interviews asking people about their childhood, but you're still in your childhood. So um, I guess what, yeah. what sort of, <laughs> so you're, you live in the New York area um, and you've been observant your whole life? Yeah, yeah, I've been since I was a kid. We've all kept kosher. It's like, to me, it wasn't a question on chop. Like, I, when I was up here and I was 11, like, it wasn't a question. I can cook everything. I just can't eat it. Got it. So, okay, so you're from, from birth, as they say. And so then the next question would be, how did you get into cooking? I'm saying, like, obviously lots of Jewish kids grow up with Shabbos and, you know, holidays and lots of food around those different events. But um, something must have uh, especially struck you in terms of food. So can you share with us? And it was only 11 years old, so that was a few years ago. So when and why and how did you get this passion for cooking that most kids don't have? So basically how, how it kind of started was, I would say when I was around like eight or nine years old, it's like my mom, she makes very like traditional food, very healthy food. And I kept saying like, mom, I want to try this. I want to try that. All different, let's say my focus for them was like fried food. Like, mom, I want to try General Chow's chicken. Can you make me that? Or can you make me donuts? Can you make me this? Can you make me that? So mom was like, why don't you try to make it? And so I did. So I tried playing in the kitchen um, cooking, and, like, I really fell in love. Like, I realized, like, I'd rather be in the kitchen than, let's say, out on the baseball field. And that's really how I started. And then, you know, it just, I obviously didn't start making recipes. I would use recipes from mine. One of, like, the main things I made, which I was, like, super proud of um, when I would say, like, 8 or 9 or 10, was I made beans and cheese, which is, like, the world's simplest dinner. It was, it was like, a can of beans, a can of tomato sauce, in a pot, I mean, in a pan, just heat it up, toast some tortillas with cheese, and that was it. So, like, I started very basic, um, just helping around the kitchen, and now, really, Chop kind of turned my passion. Obviously, when I was on Chop, that was after I was making just beans and cheese and all that. So, I really started, like, in the kitchen, making recipes, cooking for a family, and then Chop is what really, like, turned my passion for cooking, my love for cooking, into my career already when I was 11 and now I'm 14. Okay, so I, now I could be more of a worrier than other mothers, although, you know, I think Jewish mothers are known for that. So I'm saying, like, my kids already want to get into the kitchen, and I feel nervous around the knives and the fire and that sort of a thing. But your mother said, like, just start deep frying. Like, was she supervising you? Like, how did that work out in terms of um, maybe my kids will get more permission now after talking to you? 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. She not just hand me uh, um, the oil and everything, but yeah, so, like I did it with her. So it was, yeah. I wasn't like in the kitchen alone. Um, but yeah, just with her. It wasn't like all fried food. Obviously, when I was like eight or nine, that's very unsafe. Right. Um, but just different things that she didn't necessarily make that I wanted to try. So actually, I did get when I think I think it was two or three years ago. I actually got for Hanukkah a deep fryer. Um, so we actually use it for meat. So like we make a lot, make a lot of General Chow's chicken in that. So yeah, really, I think I've now, at least now, I've been doing it for so long um, that if you want to say so long, I'm 14, but um, <laughs> that my mom just like comfortable. Like I have my own knives. Like I, I mean, I have to share them. Um, but like I have knives. Like I have deep fryer. So I really. I've even, I interned at some restaurants, so I have a lot of experience being in the kitchen, but you don't have to start. If, if kids younger, even my age, who have never been in the kitchen, never use knives, they could start up smaller. They can use a paring knife. They can start with the basics, and then as they go, um, they can take cooking classes if they want. Really, they can watch on YouTube videos. That's how I really also started learning a lot. So I think starting from the basics, and then you can advance to learning how to deep fry, learning how to cut onions perfectly, all that. Okay, so so you start with the interest of wanting to try new foods, and maybe that's also part of where the challenge is. I have a couple of kids that are very picky, but you seemed like you were more adventurous, so you wanted foods. Oh, Your mom no. let you go. I was actually, I was actually the pickiest eater when I was a kid, which you, which is like crazy considering that now I'm into food, and that's like what I want to do for the rest of my life. When I was little, I was the world's pickiest eater. Okay, so then maybe this could be a way to get my kids to eat more, to get them more engaged with the cooking, and then they'll be eating it. Do we like this this plan? Yes, it, it, I know it, you, a UFO, trust me. My mom <laughs> would never imagine when I was like, like, no, I don't want to eat chicken, I don't want to eat anything, and then now I'd be like, cooking. <laughs> okay, fine. So, so an interest in trying foods that you did like, your mother gave you sort of that liberty to explore, and then... Now, that's a big jump from mom is letting you fry up and cook some things in the kitchen to suddenly appearing on a reality TV show. So can you tell us how that came about, when, how the idea happened? Was everybody supported? Did anyone think it was crazy? Take us through Chopped. So, so basically how that kind of happened was like a friend of a friend of a friend had shared um, someone, I guess, got it like a mass, chopped out a mass email like, hey, we're looking for kids if you know anyone, and someone forwarded it to another person, forwarded it to another person until um, someone forwarded it to my dad. And so we saw it. There was, a ca- there was an um, application for the show. So we're like, why not? Like, we did it more of as like a joke, like let's just do it for fun, fill it out. And as it went on with all the interviews and the phone calls, we're like, wow, this, we still kind of thought it was a joke. Uh, and I would say like the, the, when I kind of like realized it wasn't fully a joke, what, like, we, like, pretty well, like, I went to an interview, camera interview in New York City one day, and when I walked out of the interview, I actually said to my mom, I'm like, I think I'm on the show. So, and like, that's the moment I realized, wow, this might actually happen, and then a few months later, we got the phone call that I was on. So, really, just started as, like, why not? Let's just do it. It's fun, cool thing, just auditioning for Food Network. We really had no idea that, like, I'd actually get on. Did, had you been watching Food Network shows and, like, in some way dreaming of appearing on one at some point in the future, or there had not been that thought before? Yeah, so I I have always been a huge fan of Food Network, as evident in my room. I have a huge poster of all the Food Network stars, ton of guys, everything. 
Um, so, yeah, I definitely yeah. that had been a dream of mine to be on the Food Network, but still, we're like, come on, it's just little Eitan, how, like, nothing's going to happen, we just did it for fun, and we had no idea that it would, and I would, and I would eventually appear on the show. And how, what was the process from the time you got the email until the day that you went to film? How long of a process does that take from sort of uh, conception to filming? So I don't remember exactly, but, like, I'd say more than six months. Like, it, people, like, don't realize, you know, like, how long it takes for these shows. Like, for all this to, like, come to real life. How all the interviews, I'd say months and months and months. It's not like, oh, hey, send out the email, you're on the show. It's a very long right. time. From the time that There's we knew about it till the time it aired was, like, over a year. And excuse my ignorance for how the show works, but is it a single episode? Or are you on for several episodes? What's the, the way the show is structured? So I was on for one episode. It was just oh. one kid's episode, which is kind of this idea behind the episode was they wanted to see if they could have kitchen. Sorry, if they could have kids in the kitchen um, at Chopped, and they decided they did. So now they have actually a full series called Chopped Junior because our show is very popular. Cool. That's probably what's inspiring my kids right now because they love these cooking shows. And when you first applied, did you make the Jewishness, the observance? Was that like pretty obvious and evident from your application? So, yes. I mean, I didn't like scream at first, like every single rule of kosher at them. So, like, I don't want to scare them. But right. I, I, we figured, like, what, like, we may as well, t this is who I am. Like, there's no reason to, like, wait till last second to be like, oh, yeah, he's kosher. He can't try any of the food. Um, so, yeah, we were upfront about it. They asked even, they were, like, really cool. They did research about it. Um, and they really did whatever they could to make me most comfortable talking to me about it. So, yeah, we were very honest about it. Like, this is, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. This is me. And how do you cook food if you can't taste it? Meaning, like, part of, um, I mean, not that, I, I'm, I'm not a master chef, but I cook, you know, as needed. Not that my techniques are very good, but I cook good food because I like to eat. And there's events to cook for. But I'm saying, like, it seems like part of the cooking process is tasting along the way. So did you practice cooking without trying? Like, did you do prep in your own kitchen before you got to the show? Or you just kind of went in and tried your best when you got there? Well, well, because the show is actually how there's a mystery basket and you have no idea until the second you're on the set, you open the basket, you have to cook. We could, I couldn't plan exactly what we were doing. I couldn't say, oh, I know I have to make this. I could practice and measure out the amounts. So it was really just on the fly. So, what, like, for example, what I did is I watched a lot of YouTube videos because obviously mm -hmm. I can't, like, what if they threw out me clams? Like, I can't cook that in my kitchen. So right. the way that I compensated for that was I actually watched YouTube videos how to do it so I could learn Obviously, without actually doing it, just if they threw me a non-kosher meat, like pork or whatever, I knew how from watching videos, or I just did a lot of practice. Like, my mom would, um, my mom gave me a lot of, bat, like, random baskets. She'd go to the store, buy some crazy ingredients, and I'd practice with that. But, I mean, it definitely was a challenge, um, but I, I had to manage with it. I knew going into it that I'd have to deal with that. And how did, how did your Jewishness come up on the show itself? Um, they did, I believe the judges did ask me about it, and I just explained what it was, but in the, uh, it was, they were all cool about it. Mm -hmm. And what were your, did your, um, co-stars, like, first of all, how many people did you compete against, and did they have any sort of interesting ethnic or cultural background, or they were more kind of average American types? Um, 
they, I competed with three other kids. Um, two of them were just um, American. One girl, I believe her parents were Asian, um, and she, I think she did, I, but I think she actually liked French cuisine a lot, if I remember. Um, mm-hmm. But no one had like, like that. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like in the process of the show, any of your co-stars or people that were, um, you know, involved with the show had any sort of like stereotypes broken down about what, you know, was involved with kosher? I feel like there's still a very prevalent misconception that kosher is about the rabbi blessing the food. Did that come up at all or? Um, no, I mean, I think what, what they might have asked me, but I, I, again, it was the actual filming was over three years. I say three years ago, yeah, about three years ago. So I don't remember exactly, um, but I think I did just ex- like I think one of them, a few of them asked me like, "Hey, what's kosher?" And I just explained it to them like offset. And how does it feel to be sort of in that position to be representing the Jews publicly in that way? I mean, it was an opportunity for a, a huge kiddush Hashem. Does it feel like a big responsibility, a point of pride, a little bit of both? I mean, when I went on, I didn't really, like, think of it as anything Kiddush Hashem. I didn't think twice about, like, wearing kippah. I just, I wear a kippah. I showed up in a kippah. Um, so I think it was just natural. I was just doing what I love to do. I, it wasn't like, I'm gonna, like I, I, I just did what I love to do. Got it. So you were just being yourself, and yourself happens to be a proud, observant Jew. And what about feedback from the Orthodox community? Did you hear from people in the local community about what it was like to see one of their own in such a public way. So, yeah, there was, I got a lot of, it kind of, again, that's a really, like, skyrocketed um, my passion, it's really my career now. Um, so, yeah, I got tons, I was written up in a bunch, on a tons of different newspapers, magazines, um, recognized by really cool different people in the kosher world, and it's kind of what made me start my food blog, which I do now every Sunday, cook with com. And yeah, so I get I, that really um, a lot of the Orthodox community was really great. They, they're supporting me. Um, I have my food blog with my food blog and everything. So kind of it turned that to now. It's I think what's, I think what's really cool, like when people say like what's the your big accomplishment, I wouldn't I almost wouldn't say chopped. I'd say like that I've kept the chop. Like I've kept um, what chopped gave me, which is the exposure, and now. I guess two years, yeah, now two years later, how I'm still doing it. I'm still, I have tons of different sponsors. My blog I'm working with, I just released a cooking video with Manischewitz and how, how I have just kept this up and I'm still doing what I love to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm pretty impressed, Aton. We're, we're trying to get more into sponsor types of videos now, too, and I'm looking at a 14-year-old doing this. So, so take me through the business of the Chef cookwithchefaton.com blog. It started right after um, you uh, you uh, came off the show, or when when and how did you come up with this idea of doing some regular content? So I had right around when the show came out, I started. Um, I just want to say, like my first blog, it was still called Coco Chef Aton, and mm-hmm. really what how it just started was I do post usually I'd say like once a month, nothing nothing like set, um, so just what I was up to. So I posted about chopped, I posted about. Um, one time I was honored at uh, a Chabad dinner about just what I was up to, what I was cooking, what's going on. And then about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I attended the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference mm-hmm. um, run by my good friend Belinda Strauss. And seeing all these big food bloggers like Miriam Pascal, Overtime, uh, Overtime Cook, um, Busy in Brooklyn, all these people, it really like inspired me. Like, wow, that's really cool. They're doing every week. 
so it inspired me to restart my blog. I kind of like gave it a new face. I went onto WordPress, which is like more professional, and um, and I decided to take on weekly food blogging, which was a big like some, a lot of people thought I was crazy. My parents were like, how are you going to do that? You have school, and yeah. I just actually celebrated a year weekly food blogging. Every Sunday, I post on cookwithchefaton.com a new recipe with my own photography. And what's really cool, I think, from my food blogging is it's kind of taken um, another, it's kind of turned into another one of my passions, which is food photography. Something mm-hmm. like I'm really into now. I, do, I even was hired um, to do some food photography for a company totally separate from, um, like, my cooking just as a photographer. So really, my cooking has now kind of turned into another passion as well, which is photography. Very cool. And where are you getting the inspiration for your recipes from? So it really depends. So sometimes, um, I, basically the way it works a lot of Sunday mornings is, I mean, Sundays I'm really good at organized. Like this year I just went into high school. So I knew I, I knew I would not have as much time, and I knew I had to really learn to adjust. Because um, obviously it's much more work. I get home later. Um, so in the summer I planned 20 recipes that I shot, tested the recipes, um, and everything, and I wrote the post and everything, but most Sunday mornings, I just wake up, and I'm like, what do I want to do today? So I'll see, what is the season, are there any holidays coming out, um, what, what recipes am I into now, what do I want to put a spin on, so really just whatever, most, most Sunday mornings, just whatever I suddenly decide to do, whether it's cookies, or last week I did lamb, so it's really kind of just with the season, the holidays, and whatever food I'm into at that week. Very cool. Um, and I love really the, the whole like planning it over the summer. I mean, that really takes a, a lot of dedication. And, you know, I think the sort of the transition from childhood to maturity, and I think there are plenty of adults lacking in this, is that idea of planning ahead and, you know, looking towards the future. And that's really quite commendable that, at 13 years old, you're already thinking, you know, I need to lay out um, several weeks of, uh, of cooking for the, the rest of the, the year. So um, what's like, where do you see this going? So you just started high school. Um, I imagine you'll continue. You'll do a, a year in yeshiva and college because you're, you know, a typical modern Orthodox boy. Does, will you do some sort of a degree that is connected to something in the space or culinary school? Like what, where does this, where's this going? So um, I would I would like I think what I'd say is I'm not 100 percent sure. Like when I if you asked me a year ago where I saw myself in 10 years, I think it's definitely it would definitely be different from now because really as I'm getting different opportunities, it's really changing my view on like wow there are so many more opportunities in the food world than I realize. Mm-hmm. So, I mean certain things like in the long run I'd love to do. Um, I really one day maybe probably when I'm much older would love to open like a cooking school. Um, all over the country because really I just feel like there's not enough because um, I know most of what I learned was self-taught. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything that's like in the long run, I do have one kind of app thing that we're, um, again, another thing in the long run. But I think for now I'm just going to, I'm sticking with my food blogging. Um, I'd love to get into more videos soon. We're actually mm-hmm. redoing my kitchen soon. So I'm not sure when, but um, we might be doing that, which, which will be exciting. So we'll have like a pretty kitchen to do that in. Um, and then 
I'd say just whatever, I'm not sure, like, I love to do food photography more. I really enjoy that, kind of being on set, styling the food, you know, all the props, all the surfaces. It's really, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I definitely would love to attend culinary school um, mm. after high school, but I'm not 100% sure. I want to, I'm really going to see where it takes me. And uh, it's quite a question I've been wondering, obviously, this whole time with my own children and, you know, a busy uh, Shabbos repair for every week. How much are you involved in the weekly Shabbos prep? So, believe it or not, I actually do not do Shabbos cooking much. Because, oh. <laughs> um, well, for a few reasons. One, usually by the end of the week, I'm exhausted. Right. On Friday, I'm just like, I just want to sit at my computer and play and just do, like, do, I mean, most kids play games. I like to just sit on my computer and do work, answer emails and everything. Like, I'm just exhausted usually. That's one reason. Um, and also, I really, I'm like the type of person, like, when I make food, I like to eat it right away. So, I'm, I, like, I don't, I'm not, I don't love the whole, like, I don't know, I'm just, for some reason, just, I don't love the whole, like, where you make the food and then you eat it, like, a day later. Like, I want to <laughs> eat it now. So, I definitely say that maybe it would be still, like, a childish side of me. Um, That's good to see because you are still the main reason. Yeah, but I should definitely say the main reason is just by the end of the week I'm exhausted. But over the summer, especially, is when I get to cook the most. Mm -hmm. So again, I am always throughout the school year. With one reason I love the food blogging is like every week I'm forced. I mean, not forced. I love it. I love it, but quote unquote forced to cook because I have to develop a new recipe for that week. So like during the summer though, I'll be I cook basically every single day whether it's dinner, lunch, testing recipes, snacks, everything. But during the school year, it's definitely harder. Um, I happen to have had a really good week last week. Last week, I think I made myself two dinners for me and my family, which is, like, a good week during the year because, like, I have homework and everything. But I definitely try to cook as much as I can. On Sundays, I cook a lot, and I make desserts for Shabbos. But my mom makes mostly for Shabbos. I do, like, throughout the week. And um, are there any, like, specialties, like, any areas? I know some people are more into baking or some people are more into proteins or certain, like, styles of foods. Is there any area that you sort of feel like is your signature space that you enjoy the most or you think kind of have the most expertise in? So, I actually, I'm not totally into baking. I did take this summer a pastry course at ICC um, to learn more about it, but I'm still, I still um, tend to stick to, like, the cooking um, so I'm really into ethnic cuisines. Um, I love a lot of, I love Indian food. I love Mexican food. I feel like my specialties, I really love kind of, I want to say like elevated comfort food with an ethnic twist. If you want to say it's like my point of view for food. Um, so for example, one thing I did recently on my blog, I did, um, so I love churros. Um, I'm a huge fan of churros. Um, I've done many cooking demos with churros. So I'm like, um, taught a lot of people churros. I've actually done churros on Nahum Siegel Network, um, nice. on Naomi Nachman's show. I did churros on there. So I did a spin on the classic churro. So I did cheesy jalapeno chive cheesy churros with a cheese wow. dipping sauce. So I think that's a good example of what, like, my foods are all about. I'm really, like, into elevated comfort food with, like, an ethnic twist. I love to add a little spice into it or give it some different flavors that you're not maybe used to. And what about we have Hanukkah coming up very shortly? Do you have any Hanukkah recommendations or recipes we could look for on your site? Have you handled that holiday before? So, yeah. So I just posted two weeks ago. 
I did um, sugar cookies with a buttercream icing for Hanukkah. They're kind of like in the shape of menorahs and all those fun shapes, too, with stars, dreidels. Um, so I did that with Breakstones. I was working with them for that. So I did that recipe, which is super yummy. Um, I just released a cooking video with Manischewitz for these jelly donuts, which nice. was super cool. Like, I turned their the grape juice into a jelly because, like, it was a little challenging. I used some food science because, like, I don't know about you, I don't have pectin in my kitchen, which is how you make jelly. So I kind of got around that with some food science, and it's super easy. Um, and what did I post this week? Oh, yeah, so that's what I'm posting this week. And next week, oh, next week I'm doing just a sneak peek, if you want to know. I'm doing a sun with fried cheese. I love cheese, and I love fried food. So for Hanukkah. Nice. That sounds pretty oh, much. Plus, that's my, plus, my son's plus, favorite food, remember. fried cheese. Um, and then I guess to close yeah, I just off. Yeah, remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. what did you say? Oh, I said I actually just remember. I'm also doing a traditional churros recipe on kosher.com. I'm not sure when that's coming out. But I'm also doing a nice chill recipe with that, with like a chipotle taco sauce, which is really yummy. Yummy. So we're just coming to the end of our time today, and this is really uh, very enlightening and inspirational. Um, have you heard in our last couple minutes until uh, we close out, have you heard from kids that you have inspired? And if you could give any kids listening some advice on how they can uh, you know, do something cool with their career while they're still not grown up yet. So, yeah, I definitely have, um, that's like my favorite when I hear from kids that uh, are from mothers that I inspired their kids to cook. So I've done a bunch of kids like cooking demos and the kids have like showed me what they, what they make. And I would say if I had a message I'd say to kids or teens um, is that really that I don't think that they should think that their age defines what they can do. I really, or what they can accomplish. I really think that age just defines like how long they've had to accomplish it. That they shouldn't think, oh, just because I'm seven or just because I'm 14, I can't do X or Y, whether it's cooking for, like, me, if you're really into sports or art or music, that really just don't think that because you're a kid that your age defines what you can accomplish, that you can really just do anything that you put your mind to. Oh, well, I completely agree, and I think sometimes even adults sometimes think uh, about the different reasons why they shouldn't be able to accomplish things that they could accomplish and sort of that fear of failure stops them and it's really a nice tie-in to Hanukkah which is coming up where you know the entire miracle happened because uh, you had people that weren't afraid of what they couldn't accomplish and tried it anyway so um, thank you so Mm -hmm. much for uh, for coming on today and for really just being you and for being this great example Um, and we really look forward to watching the rest of your career Um, and thank you for joining us so much fun Okay, great. And uh, thank, thank you for, you for joining me. us. And you can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.